Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Fiction, science fiction, horror, fantasy. Crime. LGBT Thriller. You have now entered the House of Mystery. With your hosts, Eric Shapiro, David North Martino, John Copenhaver, and Al Warren. FM Riverside and 1050 AM Palm Springs. Joining us, our first guest, Simon Trinculo, and he's uh, author of two books uh, on conspiracy, uh, the new conspiracy handbook from G.I. Joe to Lady Gaga, 25 Truths You Won't Find on Wikipedia as well as the 31 suspicious suicides. So two very interesting areas in the conspiracy idea. And uh, <clears throat> it's great to have you join us. And how are you doing tonight? Hi, Al. Thanks for doing well. Uh, I know you're on the West Coast. Uh, I'm uh, here on the East Coast where it's uh, here in the South, North Carolina, where it's still uh, still summer and a uh, nice day and Look forward to uh, talking conspiracy with you. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, it's turned out nicer today. <clears throat> it's been—I know we've had some rain, but it's—it's it's actually still kind of warm, just not—not mm-hmm. not summer, summer, summer. So, um, so let's start with some basics about you. Yeah, let's say uh, so for for the audience, let's say. Uh, um, so, what got you starting into uh, conspiracy and actually writing about it? Well, you know. Um, I think that t- uh, growing up uh, in America, you know, I think that uh, JFK, I guess, uh, was the first conspiracy that a lot of us are, or the first situation where a lot of us were uh, sort of presented with the idea that maybe the official story was not, uh, you know, not exactly what may have taken place. And then with the events of uh, 9-11, um, sort of became like the next one where uh, regardless of 
where you, you know, even even people that uh, you know seem to believe the official story about Al Qaeda being behind it, uh, you know, there seem to admit there's a lot of strange circumstances behind, you know, details and things that don't quite add up. And uh, I think that among me and my friends, uh, we always sort of like to take some of these situations and say, hey, you know. Um, Look at some other things in the news, and maybe what if those were not, you know, things were not as they seem. And so it sort of became a uh, kind of a thing I like to do with uh, with my buddies. We would go on camping trips, sit around the campfire, uh, have a few beers, you know, just kind of talk about, uh, you know, what if there are dark forces or, uh, you know, working behind the scenes to um, manipulate news items or uh, media events. Um, and in particular, you know, uh, it's been brought up that as Americans, we have no problem believing that people in other or the other countries and governments are uh, using propaganda and uh, conspiracies to, uh, you know, shape public view. Uh, certainly, you know, I guess the Nazis in World War II era were the ones that really brought it to the forefront, um, but. It seems like Americans also have a hard time believing that it might be happening to us as well. Uh, so kind of the idea behind the new conspiracy handbook was to, um, you know, look at some events that happened uh, not just in the current uh, new, you know, in contemporary times, but also we go back, uh, went back into history in a few, and just sort of uh, ask the question, you know, what if things are not exactly as they seem? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, how do you? What's your impression of of um, why people do that? Like, why why is America's uh, developed such a uh, I don't know fascination even, or um, certainly um, anything that happens nowadays, people there's almost always some sort of conspiracy that we're not getting the truth. And uh, is that? Do you think that's uh, because we've been fooled by media or government like what's what do you think causes the fascination with that yeah well, it's um one thing i have noticed and you may have noticed this as well is that uh, americans have a, a very strange kind of relationship with authority figures i think um on one hand i think that we all and maybe it's not just americans maybe people in general but i think that we all would like to believe that the government and the media and other institutions are looking out for our best interests, but at the same time, um, we've, you know, uh, been given so many, especially in today's, um, you know, media age, we've been given so many examples of uh, situations where the government and you know the media, uh, sometimes working together, have not been particularly honest with us. And unfortunately, once that, uh, you know, like you. Like uh, the saying goes, you can break if a mirror is broken, you can fix the mirror, but the the crack will always be there. And I think that once the the public has lost its trust in some of our institutions, I think that there's, it's almost impossible to fully uh, repair that. Yeah, yeah, and it seems to keep happening over and over again, right? So, well, it's, uh, one thing that's interesting to me is that uh, you know a few years ago. Uh, if you had said something like, well, I believe that the government is, uh, you know, 
setting up data centers to record phone calls and to uh, keep records of all our emails, a lot of people might have said, hey, you know, you're paranoid, you're a conspiracy nut. But then, you know, when the mainstream media reports that that, in fact, is happening, and then when you have some of the leaks, uh, the WikiLeaks uh, situation, and and now all of a sudden it's sort of become everybody sort of acknowledges that, yeah, uh, you know, one way or another, all of our electronic, you know, communications are, in fact, being stored somewhere. Uh, we're not quite sure what they're being used for, but... Yeah, well, that's I good. I mean, uh, you know, if I, lose yeah. the, if I lose the tape, then maybe they'll give it to me. I don't know. <laughs> right. You know, uh, you know, and actually, we look at Facebook, right? Facebook is like a perfect way. We update all of our files in real time for NSA right there. <laughs> yeah, that's, just a, that's not a uh, conspiracy that, no. that I've looked at, but that's one that I have certainly heard other people speculate that we're kind of, uh, Facebook could possibly be a you know, uh, in cahoots with the CIA, and we're basically voluntarily giving the government information about us. Yeah. You know, I, doing it's it's kind of true, because in a way, anybody can can view it, and uh, I'm sure they have more access or more ability to keep track of it yeah. than average people. Yeah. Yep. So, um, you know, I think that the ultimately, you know, the idea behind the uh, new conspiracy handbook was to you know, sort of tap into the Americans' sort of general distrust of of authority figures, and uh, and sort of and sort of take some situations and say, hey, you know, here's we've been presented with this set of facts, but can we draw a narrative or a story that you know maybe presents an, you know another uh, cause behind them? Yeah. So. Uh, and one thing, uh, another thing that when I was uh, writing and researching this book, I wanted to stay away from is that I had noticed that a lot of conspiracy authors are uh, bad about sort of saying, hey, I've uncovered this, you know, anonymous source, uh, you know, startling new information, which, you know, really doesn't have a whole lot of credibility because, you know, an anonymous source could just mean you're making stuff up. So um, one thing that I tried to do was to... Uh, on each of my uh, conspiracies was to only use facts that were, you know, available, uh, generally recognized by the mainstream public, uh, could be easily verified uh, by the media, and to take those facts and sort of create a narrative saying that, you know, possibly there are things that, you know, these aren't, these things that might be coincidences, maybe were not coincidences, or maybe uh, there was another motive behind them. Yeah, just you're just sort of presenting the evidence. Right, it's, it's kind of like we didn't want to, say, you know, we wanted to take things that people generally agreed upon and then said, hey, but maybe, you know, like in the case of the uh, O.J. Simpson verdict, you know, maybe the reason the prosecution was uh, so inept is because they didn't want to win the case after all. Yeah, not something that anybody's ever brought up, and there's, it's impossible to prove, of course, uh, but at the same time, there are reasons that perhaps the state of California, you know, may have just been fine with letting O.J. go. Yeah. Hmm. So, now, now, um, who, do, do you have any sort of um, conspiracy, like in, in your conspiracy one, like, uh, not your suicide, but in your conspiracy kind of thought book? What's the one that sticks out most for you, or, or 
kind of like uh, you you like to know more about or seems to be the weirdest or just the one that sticks out the most? Let's see. Um, one of my favorite ones, uh, and part of the reason I included it as uh, part of the title, uh, involves Lady Gaga, the uh, pop performer, um, in part because, you know, I'm actually a fan of hers uh, and uh, enjoy her music and I enjoyed, uh, I enjoy her sort of uh, artistic, uh, the way that she's always kind of like in artistic mode every time you see her in public. She's wearing some sort of new costume or, uh, you know, trying to, she's always doing something sort of outlandish and uh, which I, I think is a good thing for artists to do to, you know, push the envelope. Um, and in fact, I, uh, I had the opportunity to see a uh, Lady Gaga show live uh, when she came to my hometown, and I was amazed by uh, how, you know, high energy, this was like a high energy concert, you know, two hours of her singing and dancing, and um, she was, between every song, she would do these elaborate costume changes, you know, she'd go behind this, you know, backstage, and like, maybe, you know, 90 seconds later, two minutes later, come out in a completely different elaborate costume, and, um, I was just amazed at how, you know, she was able to pull this off and, you know, night after night after night uh, doing these high-energy shows. And, uh, and of course, in, in the pop world, there's a lot of controversy around whether or not, uh, you know, the performers are actually singing during these shows or if they're lip-syncing. Uh, in my opinion, I think that the, the show I witnessed was half and half. There, there were clearly some of the slower numbers. Uh, she did seem to be singing live. Uh, some of the more upbeat dance numbers, it was hard for me to really believe that, you know, you got, no matter how, what kind of like aerobic condition you're in, to, to be able to dance and sing uh, and keep that up for a long period of time. Yeah. But what I was getting at is that after the show, uh, it occurred to me that, you know, it would sort of make sense that there could be multiple Lady Gagas uh, and that because... You know, so many of her costumes involve either part, part or all of her face being uh, concealed. You know, it wouldn't it be that hard for her uh, production team to find, you know, uh, three or four women with the same basic body shape? Uh, and then, you know, the actual Lady Gaga uh, could go out and do some of the performance and then allow others to come in and take her place and the audience would be none the wiser. And what really, uh, what really sort of set this one off was that I, uh, when researching her career, I uh, came across a, a segment on uh, CNN.com, I believe, a video where during a show, a piece of the stage, like a metal pole, actually fell and sort of clonked her in the head. Uh, she suffered a concussion. You know, was, I'm not sure if she was knocked unconscious, but was injured pretty badly uh, during the show. So they took her off stage, and then maybe five minutes passed, and all of a sudden she's back, you know, uh, and finishes the the show with no ill effects apparent. So uh, once I saw that, I was like, you know, that really does seem like there's a good chance that uh, the artist is portrayed as being, you know, one Lady Gaga may have multiple, you know, body doubles um, helping, you know, helping out. To do these shows, yeah. And, and so, when you do something like that and talk about Lady Gaga, do you ever get any sort of response or any sort of 
any any answer from 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 them or her group or um know? well you know uh, as a first time writer it was I never really took the uh, investigative approach I mean uh, you know I suppose I probably could have contacted her team but to ask about it but I'm sure they would have denied it uh, you know so it's and again uh, part of my uh, mo I guess was to just kind of like throw put the question out there uh, I wanted to uh, I didn't want to take the tone as an author of being uh, of saying hey you know I'm right you're wrong it's more like uh, hey here's some things I've noticed and here's like some possibilities and sort of let the reader uh, you know let the readers uh, kind of decide for themselves uh, so I, yeah I never really took it to a like investigative level like I you know I have no desire to uh, expose Lady Gaga or uh, you know try to ruin her career or anything like that it's more just kind of a uh, you know, here's something kind of fun to think about. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And 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 you also mentioned GI Joe. So, what what would be conspiracy about GI Joe? Like what? Well, GI Joe. Uh, the long story short on GI Joe is that uh, he was GI Joe was originally, uh, you know, remember more of like a uh, a doll size. Uh, you know, before they called them action figures. Um, they were sold back in the uh, 60s and 70s, and they actually stopped making G.I. Joe, I believe, in the late 70s. And then in the uh, early 80s, when I happened to be, uh, I grew up in the 80s, uh, the G.I. Joe uh, toy and the cartoon um, sort of came back. And the idea behind the G.I. Joe conspiracy was that it's not so much about or around G.I. Joe, but rather around the enemy that he was facing. Um, Al, I don't know if you watched, uh, you know, much of the GI Joe cartoons back when they were on the air. Uh, but Long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I think I was right at that age, uh, you know, after school, uh, come home and uh, we would watch. My brother and I would watch the Transformers and GI Joe. Uh, but the interesting thing about that is that even though. Um, this was the 80s, and the Cold War was still very much in effect. Um, the G.I. Joe cartoon did not portray the American army against uh, the communists or Soviets, but rather against, you'll remember, uh, an organization known as COBRA, which was kind of a uh, described as a uh, stateless terrorist organization. And the leader was literally a faceless entity known as the COBRA commander who had, you know, this shield over his face so you couldn't see his features. Um, and the basic theme of the G.I. Joe versus Cobra conflict was that Cobra as an entity seemed to just be, uh, there seemed to be, have no real goal in mind other than just to, you know, cause death and destruction. And G.I. Joe's mission was to, uh, you know, was to defend America against these guys. And so the idea is that perhaps it's sort of a long-term conspiracy where perhaps the uh, people that, you know, the Department of Defense, Pentagon, whoever, realized that the future of war was not going to be, you know, United States versus Soviet Union or country versus country, but rather, you know, United States versus these sort of terrorist organizations that may not have any... Uh, 
you know, stayed associated with them. And so G.I. Joe, the cartoon was kind of a way of training the future warriors of America to not to become accustomed to the idea that war was going to be a sort of perpetual um, campaign against a stateless enemy as opposed to country versus country. And it turns out, you know, that the kids that were watching G.I. Joe by the time they got to military age were, you know, then enlisted to fight battles against, uh, you know, Al-Qaeda or now, you know, the group known as ISIS. Um, who, and, you know, so it's, it's kind of like a, you might say it's sort of a generational form of brainwashing to say, hey, we're going to prepare by, we're going to use G.I. Joe to prepare a generation of future soldiers to accept the idea that war is going to be a perpetual campaign against an enemy that never really goes away, never really uh, seems to uh, clarify what its objectives are. And, um, you know, and some people who are cynical, you know, and the cynical people among us would say that uh, these wars are being fought because they make a lot of money for arms dealers and uh, you know, defense contractors and whatnot. And there's a lot more to it uh, in the book uh, as well, but that's kind of the, the basic gist of it. Hmm. So, uh, so uh, do you guys, like, do you end up having uh, kind of thoughts every time something happens, like, you know, when the Malaysia airline goes missing and uh, things like that? Does that sort of creep up? And you know, Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a mindset... Um, and sometimes, you know, you have to you have to be careful to uh, not let you know not take it to uh, to an extreme. Like uh, we probably all know guys that, that see a conspiracy and everything, and I don't think that's really uh, that's not really what I tried to do. But um, in fact, we. Uh hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. As a writer, I've, I've kind of tried to stay away from some of the uh, situations like uh, you know, 9-11 or even the, uh, the Sandy Hook uh, massacre, which... A lot of people are saying maybe, you know, staged or whatever, which, you know, uh, in some cases, you know, seems a little bit too outlandish for uh, for even uh, my taste. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, you kind of, uh, you, you of want to pick and choose, you know, you want to pick your spots. Uh, you know, you kind of want to recognize that not everything is a conspiracy, but at the same time, you know, it's uh, I think it's good for people... I think it's good for a uh, democracy for uh, people to constantly, at least, ask the question. You know. Yeah. Do you uh, just on, on on as far as conspiracies and that? Do you have any um, sort of influences or any books or people that you look to or read that kind of um, influence you in it? Well, I guess uh, you know the Oliver Stone's uh, JFK film. Uh, is probably the one uh, piece of art that really got me personally thinking that way. Uh, and I, I'm sure you've probably seen it, although it's been oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's been a while. Um, and the, the one thing that uh, struck me about JFK as a uh, as a work of art was that um, as soon as it came out, there was like a really strong like media backlash. Against it, like where, uh, you know, I think even the you know the New York Times sort of made the unprecedented uh, step of writing editorials saying, "Hey, these are this Oliver Stone's JFK. This is a bunch of crap. Uh, here's all the things he got wrong." I mean, even before the film was really released, uh, there were a lot of people trying to discredit it, and to me, that sort of made it sound like, well, you know, maybe uh, Oliver Stone has. Hit a nerve, or maybe he's getting, you know, he's obviously making a lot of people very uncomfortable. Um, you know, the, the fact that uh, JFK, even if you don't believe Stone's theory, is you know just a uh, outstanding uh, piece of work as a, as a film, even if you view it totally as fiction, I think uh, helps a lot. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was probably the main. And you know, again, I was like in the. Uh, I guess uh, teenage, early adult. I uh, don't remember exactly when it came out, but I was in that sort of impression, impressionistic uh, age when uh, JFK was released, and that was kind of like really sort of opened my mind to uh, you know maybe we should start looking at things more critically. Yeah, it's hmm. pretty interesting. Um, 
But yeah, actually, you know, some people might be surprised the f- that uh, I don't do a whole lot of conspiracy reading or uh, uh, re- or uh, you know viewing myself right now. Uh, in part because uh, part of what I'm trying to do with the uh, new conspiracy handbook uh, and also a sequel uh, that I'm working on uh, is to try to come up with new material. Uh, that is not being addressed by you know Alex Jones and whoever else is out there uh, talking about these things. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you, uh, do, so? Do you end up uh, belonging to any groups that <clears throat> talk about conspiracy and stuff like that, or do you belong to anything that kind of um, have a, have any sort of meetings or doing that sort of stuff? Or um, no, actually, uh, I am trying trying to stay uh, sort of as independent as possible. Uh, in part because you know I have, uh, you know, I guess uh, I want to. Uh, I want my books to be uh, novel in the sense that uh, you know I want to present some material that has not been discussed by uh, by other people. Uh, and and also, I, you know, I hate to say this, but I sort of find you know that sometimes uh, a lot of the conspiracies that are out there seem to be talked to death. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's, you know, as fascinating as, as JFK uh, or uh, Roswell or, or 9-11 are, I don't know if there's, like, a whole lot more that can be said about them. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm mostly uh, kind of working independently and kind of uh, spending my time uh, looking at things that are going on in the news and also, you know, recent historical events and just trying to, you know, see if there are other angles that could be taken. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of good, actually. Nice. Okay, now do you have a um, place that people can get a hold of you? Well, let's see. We have uh, I have a uh, Facebook page, uh, Simon Trinculo. Um The books can be ordered uh, right now on Amazon.com. Uh, just search for Simon Trinculo or a New Conspiracy Handbook. Um, they're available as uh, eBooks uh, for five ninety nine. Um, and also paperbacks, I think, for uh, seven ninety nine. Um, we're in the process, um, me and a couple people that I'm uh, working with are on building, you know, probably going to try to put together a website and maybe uh, expand the uh, New Conspiracy Handbook universe a little bit. But uh, right now we're still still kind of in the uh, early uh, developing phases. But... Uh, also, if you want to uh, contact me, uh, it's uh, simon.trinculo at gmail.com. Uh, and I would love to hear from anybody who has uh, read the book uh, and had any questions about it. Okay. And we'll have all that linked to our website, Facebook, and uh, pass on anything we get to you. Okay. Well, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back. I mean, hopefully when you get your next book done. We'll get you on, and uh, that would be awesome. I've enjoyed uh, enjoyed talking to you. Okay, well, thanks very much, and uh, we'll talk to you again on that. All right, thank you. Al. This has been a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show is over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.